harder than that. Yeah, as in like, think of a one-day event in the UK that's off-road and longer. Mm. Doesn't exist, does it? I don't know. I don't think so. No. It was pretty hardcore. I mean, a lot, a lot of events, people, they want it to flow. I'm just more interested in using, you know, the bridleways and tracks that are are there, which is why some of them are a bit, you know, they can be a bit, bit overgrown. Yeah, go through the middle of a cornfield or something like that. And um, listen to more stories. Stay tuned Tom, for more stories Liam? tomorrow. Stay tuned for more stories tomorrow. To hear more, as my good friend Liam Yates likes to say, stories by us. More stories tomorrow. Good afternoon, Liam. We're back. We're back. More, more stories tomorrow. We're back on the today. podcast. They're sat in, sat in Forest Row. This is the pre-Sussex Mystery Tour podcast show. Going to have a little talk about the route, what's coming up, where it came from, set the scene, and then uh, we'll do a little download after the route as well. So, yeah, we're sat here in. Are we in East Sussex or West Sussex? I are we right on the. Are we right on the border? I think this is East Sussex. We're in one of the Sussexes, probably East yeah. Sussex. This is East Sussex, um, Forest Row, village. Which on, where you grew up? On the Ashdown Forest, grew up here. Yeah, yeah. in this area. Uh, more or less, and we're um, here for a big, horrible bike ride. Yeah. So the uh, yeah the the event's called the Sussex Mystery Tour. SSX for um, the shortened version we use online and that. But um, it came about during lockdown when you couldn't do anything. Yeah. So just thought I'll make a uh, make a big loop taken as much of Sussex as possible. Um, so yeah, many rides spent scouting out the first the first literation of the route back in two thousand and nineteen. Just twenty it was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Pandemic yeah. You are right. Can't do maths. I mean big loop as well, I feel like for context is two hundred well this year. The first year was yeah, the first year was two hundred K. Okay. The second year Last year you did it was 240, and now the route is 270 this year. Silly. I mean... But the route itself changes as well, not just the distance. So clockwise, anti-clockwise, different areas, different climbs. Um, different. Still around Sussex, though. It's kind yeah, of the same Sussex. shape, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so it's more or less the same shape. Yeah. I mean, why, why so long is maybe the question. Why in the middle of lockdown, where no one could race... Why did you decide to make a 200k ride? Uh, I mean, I guess the size of Sussex dictates... I guess it could be a lot bigger, even. I say we're not doing all of Sussex. No, no. Um, I mean, this route is sort of the borders of where I ride. Um, I don't really go north of Forest Road that often. Uh, I, I was living in Brighton at one point, so that's, you know, by the coast. So from... Here to, from Forest Row, the Ashdown Forest to Brighton is sort of a big, the area where I sort of ride. So it's sort of just, it sort of focuses on that part of Sussex. And obviously it starts in Forest Row. So, um, yeah, so that determines. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it is it fair to say that, I don't know, you create an event that you actually want to ride yourself? Like it's not just like a 100k burn up. It's like Definitely, yeah, something yeah. that's challenging you. And I guess making it a little bit exclusive as well. Like, there's not that many people that in like this area. 
that can do that or would want to do that kind of distance. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it is quite accessible compared to a lot of these events just because of the proximity to London. But, yeah, I want it to be something that I'm interested in creating, not just sort of, you know, if it was a 100k route with loads of hype about it, it probably everyone could do it, so it'd probably sell out in, like, about five seconds. But I think the good thing about this is, yeah, it is a bit of a... It's exclusive in a way, not because it's necessarily trying to be, it's just because of the pure fact that... Yeah, it's, it's like the best kind of exclusive because it's not difficult to get to, it's not expensive. It's like anyone who can ride 270k can probably get here. It's just that that 270k off-road yeah. is a pretty high barrier. Maybe yeah, not. it's just... I think it's just also... Yeah, mainly, I think... But the reason it's so long also is just because... Not because necessarily I enjoy riding that far, but also just the kind of places you want to take in and there's yeah. the places you want to showcase... I mean, the sea. You could just to get to the sea. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Route. I mean, it, um, there's, there's, so many, there's so many more areas which I haven't had a chance to even add in in just after three editions already. So each time you've got to sort of sacrifice not being able to go somewhere in order to go somewhere else and show off a different climb. But also it's a bit of a challenge, a good challenge, trying to also... A big part of the route is the South Downs. Yeah. National Park. So a lot of people have ridden the South Downs Way, but I want to make sure that I don't necessarily use the South Downs Way in my route because obviously a lot of people would have already seen that those sections. So trying to show off the South Downs in a... The bits people wouldn't go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the bits people wouldn't go to because yeah, there are, there are a ton of those which are really nice to ride. So Yeah. I mean... It's quite popular now as well, isn't it? Like, how many people have we got turning up tomorrow? It's like, despite being exclusive, it's still there's still a lot of people coming from all over to ride this. I think we've got 105 supposedly st turning up. Um, there's been a few dropouts already, but I mean, it also is it is forecast also for like 32 degrees, is it? We've got we've got amber weather warnings in the UK, which is like where there's a risk to life. It's going to be that hot. I think so. I think that's putting people a bit of uh, putting people off a tiny bit. If, if I mean, if yeah, when they received the route a couple of days ago, if that wasn't already maybe and the four a.m. start time. Yeah, four a.m. start, Forest Road Skate Park. Um, yeah, and right in the middle of the Tour de France as well. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, anyone obviously yeah, a few people around the Tour de France, so they also can't make it, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> don't mind Lawrence not being here. What are you um, looking forward to or not so looking forward to? I think the... I mean, I'm looking forward to just like a big day out. I'm looking forward to the weather. Like, this would be... I think this would be impossible in the rain. It would be way too hard. If it was raining from 4am, it would just be a miserable day. So I'm looking forward to like just a good day in the sun. But the thing I'm least looking forward to has definitely got to be the... Um, like... How do you describe the terrain? Like, it's not just mountain biking. It's like paths that at this time of year are so overgrown. Like, my arms last year looked like they had just been like cat scratched all over, full of nettle stings. So, like, I've got full finger like armored mountain biking gloves for tomorrow. That's probably what I'm least looking forward to. There is a lot of overgrown sections. A lot of bushwhacking. Yeah, I right? guess that just goes to show on a lot of them how unridden yeah, the, they are. Yeah, these paths aren't ridden very often, are they? So. But also, yeah, because of the heat, I guess, means 
I mean, last year I think was even potentially worse. You think it was hot last year, wasn't it? Maybe not the areas we went, but there was a lot of sections because it rained so much. Yeah, early. like two weeks before, didn't it? Yeah, and it? then all of a sudden the heat wave, like a week to go, just meant that the plants were absolutely immense. Every nettle bush was like, boof, yeah. up everywhere, yeah. Oh, that's that's not too bad. That makes you feel better then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone's hopefully, yeah, that might be a good tactic. There could be just you know take it easy, let everyone, you know, do a bit of bushwhacking for you <laughs> on the route, and by the time you get there. Yeah, that's to be fair. Last year we set off the group I was with in like a little group of maybe five or six, and then Liam and his brother's group came absolutely flying past at like. 35k an hour and <laughs> I think that like squashed down a lot of the bushes for us by the time we got there is, is there going to be any of that tomorrow are you, are you are you going to enforce a steady pace in your group I don't know I'm, I'm just taking I think I'll take it easy tomorrow I think last year there was a lot of keen a lot of people showing off riders yeah maybe this year, this year maybe those more people respect. might be more tame because they know what they're signed up for or I'm not sure but yeah I think um I'm just going to just, yeah, just take it steady, I mean. You know what, I, I mean, obviously it's, you've got to pace the event because it's going to be 270k, but last year we went so hard on every single climb. Like, I was going, like, as hard as I could in every climb and somehow my body was just, like, did it. Mm. So maybe it'll be the same this year, I don't know. But maybe you've got that's... to go pretty hard just to get up to some of them, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, last year it took us 15 hours, well, it took me 15 hours. I mean, you were one of the first back. We were, I think, we were like half an hour behind you, and there wasn't that. I think many maybe like from. an hour. <laughs> was it? An hour? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Jesse and Ashley were about twenty-five minutes, I think. Were they? Um, I finished eight on the dot, so. We finished. I can't remember what time the sub the sun was setting as we rolled in. I can't remember what time that was. You were gone by the time we got there, though. Yeah. But you. But you guys were flying the first half, so maybe. You know what? Uh, we had one person in our group who was just a chronic faffer and like we could not get him moving and like took ages of the puncture. We were ready to leave Cadence, the check, the cafe checkpoint, as they turned up, and then we had to sit with them for about forty minutes because they hadn't drunk enough. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see this year. We've got two two new people that I've not ridden with before off road, so I'm uh, gonna wait and see what they're like. Yeah, it should be a fun day out though. That is the good thing about this event, like, and you going out there to organise it, it's just like everyone's like, yeah, we're all going to turn up in this tiny village in the skate park at four in the morning to ride together, and, like, you just never get that normally, do you? Yeah, That's... it's quite strange turning up the most low-key event start you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah. Just people just coming out of all different just directions. bodies everywhere in this at... tiny skate park. Telling each other where they s slept that night, whether it was camping or in the local hotel or in a car park somewhere, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm always amazed how many people manage to like fit into Forest Row because it's like, to be fair, skate, it is a proper skate park, but I don't know how, I feel like it makes the village sound bigger than it is. It is literally like a tiny village with a co-op and a hotel and a skate park and that is it, that is yeah. all there is in the village. Yeah, I think the locals must wonder why... <laughs> What's going on? Their sort of B&Bs and their yeah, little hotels are getting sold out completely on this day of the week in july but cool i guess that that probably covers that's probably a so, good yeah. route preview gives everyone a good idea of what's to come and there'll be yeah more stories from from the ride and hopefully we'll be uh have enough energy to speak yeah well have a proper conversation once we're done <laughs> that's true last year i was in no fit state and listen yeah 
keep listening to uh, maybe we'll convince you to come and join us next year. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to follow at SSX Mystery Tour to find out when the next one is. <sighs> right, where do we start then? What time is it? Two o'clock, the day after Sussex Mystery Tour. And we're sat, sat here again for the second half of the podcast, the uh, Sussex Mystery Tour Roundup. I mean, where should we start then, I guess? Start the route, I guess. Start the route, yeah. Let's do it in chronological order. Few, um, few mishaps. No, not everyone actually made it to the start line on time, did they? Some people didn't make it to the start line. Yeah. Few local pub owners locked bikes in, in certain rooms. Yeah, it was uh, the the local hotel which I stayed in. One, one of them. There was like there's two. One of them. There's two. Yeah. One of the local hotels. The, do- the more dodgy one. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. Yeah, more dodgy, we'll leave it at that. But it's no surprise that uh, bikes were locked in there. Apparently there's a Garmin missing as well. Um, so yeah, not everyone not everyone made it to the start on time. But so those that, was two, that was two riders, wasn't it, mainly? Yeah, but then other people were waiting. How how far? Yeah. There was that big group behind, wasn't there? Yeah, that's that was the first little delay for a few people and then a few crashes. A couple of big crashes. Some, di- some people's days ended... 8k in on that f- that yeah. first off-road section actually as well. I think people, everyone was a bit excited and just... It also got very rough. It was like really smooth off the top and really fast and then just very quickly got very rough, didn't it? Yeah, I think I mean, on a normal ride you wouldn't crash. I feel, like, I feel like everyone is just pretty keen to like go maybe faster than they normally would. Yeah, that's probably true. It's hard not to be get excited at the start yeah. something like that, isn't it? And yeah, there's a few unlucky offs for us. Yeah, quite early on. The first 30k of the route was quite challenging, which I I planned it that way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, a little loop, bike, wasn't it? We came, bikes. Back, came back to Forest Road, didn't we? More or less, yeah, the outskirts. Um, so that was quite a challenging first 30k. And then from there, it was quite like a flattish route that followed a few old railway lines. Yeah, so we, yeah, we did that little loop and then we came down the Downs Link, which is like, yeah, it's an old railway line, isn't it? And that yeah. took us, basically dropped us off at the South Downs, didn't it? So like, yeah. That's that's where, where um, so that's where the first checkpoint was. Yeah. Which was... The Quack Shoes Quack checkpoint. Shoes, located at the top of Stenning Bustle. Was that, that was like 99k or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 99k. Which was actually... Uh, Fairly, fairly relaxed the whole time. Yeah, for the it was whole quite a tough time to get up there, but yes, to, actually to get up Stenning Bustle was horrendous. But yeah, they had some uh, ice buckets, some water, Polaroids, Polaroids. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I needed that at that point. I was already pretty tired by then, personally. So, deck chairs. Yeah. It's a bit of shade. Did you ever sit down in the deck chair? I didn't actually. I should have. I washed. I washed my face. Some water. What, in the ice bucket water? No, I took, I, just, I took a bottle and used a bit of it. I put a few ice cubes down the back of my top. And then from there, it was, well, f- for me, I was, in, I was in a group just behind Liam. Um, the climbing it, started. Yeah, it was chaos. Well, I mean, by that point, we were already done over a thousand metres easily, but... Yeah, but it felt like the flat section. Yeah, it was just relentless. Like, basically, the, the downs, the South Downs is basically just like, it's like one big ridgeback, basically, isn't it? Yeah. That runs the whole way almost from Winchester down down to Eastbourne and Liam just cut the route going straight up and straight down and straight up and straight down. Pretty much what felt like every single path on there. 
Yeah, was, yeah. Was it there was. nine big climbs? Or ten? There was about 17, I think, to be honest. <laughs> it honestly wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, looking at the route, there was about 17 decent climbs, the equivalent of at least Ditching Beacon. They were like, so I found them soul crushing as well. And off, all off road. Um, I mean, there was a few on the tarmac, but mostly, mostly, yeah, very steep. But yeah, the section in the middle. So we had this fast ride down to the first checkpoint, and then it was just such a dense. Was it maybe like a hundred k? From a hundred k to two hundred, pretty much. From t just over two hundred. Yeah, the, the middle, the middle, hundred k section. It was very hilly. It's just walking. Well, not even actually. We were just about riding up, but it was just like I was a little. I was and a lot of walking to be fair. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I was like a little bit hot, like tired, not being sleeping properly, and like I was clock watching from very early on, and like so much time would pass, and I'd look down, and we'd been five or six k, and I was like, oh. you know, when you're waiting to the next water tap or the next excuse to stop, and they just were not coming. It was horrendous. Um, but the scenery was insane. Like, there's nowhere quite at South Downs, is there? Yeah, it was pretty. There's some really nice climbs and really nice views. Um, but yeah, like you say, it was nice when you got to a place where you could actually refill your water yeah. and just have maybe a moment in the shade. Yeah, I think what I noticed this year as well. I don't know if you if it was by intention or by accident, but last year I did it on a gravel bike, and like there were points where I was like, oh yeah, mountain bike could be nice, but. I didn't really need one, whereas this year it was like uh, a gravel bike would not have been fun. It was like mountain biking for a massive amount of it. Yeah, I think unless unless your unless your gravel bike can take at least minimum forty five minimum, yeah, and it still wouldn't be fun. But I mean, a lot of people did do it on gravel bikes. I mean, those sections I'd put probably just the reason some of them were like you're not particularly fun is just because. The climbs and descents that I included, which weren't be, wouldn't be fun on a gravel bike, I just included them because like no one's probably done them before. Yeah, yeah, I certainly haven't. Like I mean, for whatever reason, probably because it's too too <laughs> yeah. rocky. But yeah, it's nice to be able to show show the riders who take part um, somewhere they've never been before, even if they've been in that area or done the South Downs way. Yeah, just to be able to showcase a little. Exactly, hidden, I've had that all the time. Track. It was like some random hidden track and then you pop out and you're like, oh, I know where we are. And then you just disappear into a hedge again and like pop out, oh, we're here. Like, yeah, it was it was so good for that. Maybe that's, we should talk about that as well. The amount of like nettles and brambles en route was horrific. Yeah, everyone's arms are pretty cut up. <laughs> There's not a single part of skin that's not I was got bleeding like a, quite a lot yeah. on my f forearms and inside of your elbow. What's that? Is that got a name? Elbow crack. Yeah. I got one right in there. It's like a sweaty crease. <laughs> it's not ideal. I um I had to put buff on mine just because it like because I cut it really early on, and then like it kept getting hit by brambles and nettles and it was agony. So I had to have a little uh, a little bandage. Band -aid. On. Yeah, but I guess that just goes that just shows you sort of how little some of those yeah tracks are used. Yeah, because and they're not even footpaths either. They're, they're like actual bridleways. They are bridleways. Yeah. Just... It's just a horse hasn't been down them in a very long time. Um, or a bike. Or anything, yeah. Or anything, yeah. So that was the sort of middle section was, yeah, pretty hilly. And also a lot of things, uh, the, the thing that cracked a lot of people was it would sort of go off the downs, then along 
100 meters and then back up another climb yeah. back up to where you were that's basically what cracked me as well so there was this little part of the route at about 185k or something where you could see on the map the route coming back 40k later and all it did was drop us down take us to a petrol station and then bring us back up some massive climb just before the checkpoint and i'd been way too hot and uh just in a box for about eight or nine hours at that point got down to the golden cross petrol station just sat down and said to the group i was with please leave and then <laughs> i had like a half an hour nap with cradling like a icy bottle of water and then rode home at about 13k an hour back to forest row and that was the, that was the end of my mystery tour so how many people left was in your group at that point there was five of us so we came as a little group which to be fair slowed things down quite a bit because not not every you know we we're just waiting for each other we'd wait for the gravel bikes at the bottom and then we at the climb they'd go away and um so yeah there was there was five of us together at that mm. point but speaking to other people afterwards it sounds like a lot of people that golden cross petrol station was like yeah a breaking point for a lot of a, people or like a good or a relief well, help yeah. them finish depending on your mindset maybe yeah because there was another shop which I had highlighted on the route manual just two kilometres before there, but it was actually closed. Um, see, a lot of people got there and were a bit devastated. And if you hadn't read the, like, or if you couldn't remember the route manual, you might not have known there was a petrol station, just like three or four, four K yeah. down the road as well. Yeah, I can imagine a lot of people cracking there. So, yeah, but we got to, I also stopped at the petrol station with Ollie and then... Uh, we were we were in the front at that at that point, and then the people who were behind, we sort of shouted at them as they came fast, and we ended up yeah having like six, seven of us there. Oh, nice! You had a little group. But then, um, yeah, being in a group, des I guess it's always the same story. But yeah, being in a group def definitely does make it a bit a lot of stop-start sort of riding. How do you find it mentally? Do you find it because e some people find it easier to ride in a group where you've got people to chat to and like people to force you to pedal a bit harder than you might if you're on your own. Or do you prefer, like, you can motivate yourself to go that hard on your own? Like, which would you I think prefer? It's pretty, I think it's pretty good in a... It is good in the group. I don't like riding anywhere near threshold when I'm on someone's wheel. But if I can ride... But I'll be half, more than happy to ride on the front at threshold for, like, three hours. I just don't like the feeling of someone else making me suffer. Yeah. So as long as... Normally, I just yeah. If when it people when it is sort of okay, we need to like let's just get it done. So yesterday, for example, I was just on, I was just on the front from about the last thirty k, I think. You prefer being the ha the hammer than the nail. Yeah, just I think it's easier just to. I mean, it feels like you're doing your own thing, whereas when someone else is making you suffer, even though you, you know, it's the same effort, but when someone else is sort of in, inflicting that upon you. It's just a bit. I don't really. So like if you it. if you had the choice, would you do Sussex Mystery Tour? No, two questions. What first one? Would you rather do Sussex Mystery Tour as a group or on your own? Second question: Which would be more fun, on your own or as a group? No, I asked the same question twice. Which would you rather do, group or solo? Second question: Which is faster? I think it's definitely faster solo. Yeah. Uh, but probably yeah, more fun in a group because yeah, you can just. Exp chat about those stories for probably you know a good few weeks yeah if you can dine out on Sussex Mystery Tour stories I mean I think everyone who came has a lot to chat about and everyone sort of went through similar 
experiences, even yeah. if they weren't riding together. They just, you can probably chat to someone for a good, good while just based on yeah, what everyone sort of experienced. That's very true. I, I've had plenty of people to chat to about Golden Cross Petrol Station and ending their ride there, that's for sure. So, I mean, you're going to have to take us through, you're going to have to take us through the rest of the route because uh, so, yeah, I have no the, idea what's coming. Yeah, so from that, that the infamous, oh, just knocked something over there. From the infamous Golden Cross petrol station to the end, it's about te about 5k flat more. Then, then yeah, we climbed back up onto the downs again. Um, it was a tarmac climb actually, Bo Peep. We did it last year. So if anyone, anyone's ridden in Sussex, they might know the name Bo Peep. And then from there, it was yeah, a bit of South Downs sort of action down to Alfriston. And then, uh, yeah, 202 kilometres was Cadence Cycle Hub, the second checkpoint. Where, um. Now you're saying it doesn't sound that bad. If, you, if I don't know it was a road climb, maybe I would have carried on. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad. It is very steep. It is. Um, I remember coming down. Did we come down it last year or did we go up? We went up it last year. It was, it was, it was the one that had. It's like gravel at the top, isn't it? Uh, kind of. It had. It's the one that had, um, Viva La SSX and Go yeah. Davida, Go Yates. Written it. on the road that by someone we still don't know who it was. Was it you? Did it wasn't, you go me. It wasn't me. Was there any chalk this year? Did someone come out and chalk? There wasn't chalk this year, no. Oh. But yeah, that one there. And yeah, some of the angry Pablo guys were at Cadence as well. Oh, nice. They had a little um, pop up there. And then yeah, we had some sandwiches. Were they handing out beer at 200k? Not at that point, though. I think they saved that for the finish. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I don't think anyone who would have taken one could have finished then. No, I don't. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it was just sandwiches, iced coffee. Sounds um, pretty nice. Yeah, ginger yeah. beer. Yeah. How long did you spend? How long did you guys spend there? Were you like pressing on, or were you? Um, uh, we were there for about a good forty-five minutes, an hour. Oh, a proper little sit down. But, I mean, from the Golden Cross, we actually took a long time to get to Cadence because. Jesse, my brother, doesn't have tubeless, got three punches, took one spare tube. So that was a bit of an issue. Luckily, we had some another guy with us, Josh, who lent him a tube, but then Josh's rim cracked. Really? He cracked his rim? So that there was leaking through the rim, and he's tubeless. He needed to put a tube in, but he no longer had that tube. So that was a bit of a dilemma, which his tyre would only last... This sort of all happened just after Golden Cross. So then he'd have to pump his tyre up every 10 minutes from there until Cadence where he could get it fixed. Can't put a tubeless plug in a rim, can you? No. So that was a bit of a, bit of a diabolical situation. Um, and then Jesse then punched again as well near the, after Cadence on the way back, but that was slightly later on. So a lot of mechanicals basically, yeah. which is to be expected. I actually had a punch myself. But luckily, managed to plug it without any issue. Yeah, I had the same actually. I was like, I was just riding up a climb and it was like heard like a, and I was like, well, what is that? And just yeah, plug straight in and we we're off. But yeah, I so mean, that was how many tubes do you carry, Liam? I don't carry any. There you go. <laughs> you can't be telling. You can't be telling Jesse off. You're only carrying one. <laughs> but um, so that was Cadence. Yeah, everyone loved that stuff. I think it was welcome. It's like well, that. That was this. Cadence was kind of at the end of like the really difficult part. Like there was one more climb off Cadence, which was pretty savage. Actually, it was probably like a good fifteen-minute climb.
15 minutes isn't really explaining how hard it is after having done what like you said what 16 of them already yeah that's it was very steep still very hot at that time yeah it didn't cool down for a long time and um that was that that was that last climb and then from there it was on the cuckoo trail which is a another disused railway bit of tarmac and that sort of led us to... We did to, that last year, didn't we? Yeah, we did we that last year at the start. Yeah. That sort of led us along to 25k to go with a few more bridleways, a few little bonus climbs. Nice. And yeah, to to finish where the... Uh, this time Angry Pablo did have beers for us. Yeah, I had one of those. I didn't have to finish and they still gave me two. It was great. <laughs> Not bad. I came, bag. I came fully showered. Came to Actually, I missed you guys finish. So you, I didn't get that mu- back that much be- before you. Yeah, that was a, that was a welcome sign to get to get back and see everyone there. It was actually quite a good turnout of the finish. There's like 15 people there. It was, yeah, it was great, and like there's people coming and going as well. It's pretty yeah. more than that, that that came through. So that was pretty epic. So yeah, in, in in the end, there was about we had 106 on the start sheet. I think about 70 made the start. That's a pretty big attrition already. A lot of people got scared yeah. off when you sent the GPX I think out a week before. Saw the heat, maybe. Saw the route. Just generic also, yeah, obviously people have injuries or COVID, whatever it may be, yeah. But yeah, so the, that, it was down to 70 starters. And then we, as best to, of best, to best to the best of my knowledge, we have had 13 finishes. That's a third, so last year it was like, was it like 100 starters and 30 finished? Yeah. And the, yeah, this year you've cut the finishes in three again. 70 starters, 13 finishes. In the hardest event in the UK. I wonder... <laughs> what do you think would be a harder one organised one-day ride? I'm sure you could make a harder one. Um, well, let's start with what's longer. Because, like, per kilometre, that's got to be the hardest. But like, what's longer than that in a day? There must be loads. Harder than that? Yeah, as in, like, think of a one-day event in the UK that's off-road and longer. Mm. Doesn't exist, does it? I don't know. I don't think so. No. It was pretty hardcore. I mean, a lot a lot of events, people, they want it to flow. I'm just more interested in using, you know, the bridleways and tracks that are are there, which is why some of them are a bit, you know, they can be a bit, bit overgrown. Yeah, go through the middle of a cornfield or something like that. Yeah, your route design had, like, no no consideration. To I mean, it wasn't, it, it was still a quite like a, you know... It's nice. A circular, yeah. as in, like, looking at... People might think that, you know, it was a maze of the the GPX looked like a scribble. It was still quite like a circular. I think you can definitely. It was a nice yeah. circular looking when you look at the file. Yeah. It wasn't you know crossing. It never crossed over itself at any point or anything like that. No, you you can break it down pretty easily. It's like you do you start in the Ashdown Forest where Liam lives, and then you've got a big flat. Uh, you head south on a big flat railway line to the Downs. Have a horrible time at the Downs. And then you go back on another big railway line back to the Ashdown Forest. So it's, it is a nice yeah, big like triangular square with a few fields. Yeah, in the middle thrown in. Quite a lot of fields, and nettles, and brambles. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I saw a great yeah, day out. It was good. A bit sunburnt. I couldn't. I didn't quite reach in my sort of tired state. Didn't quite manage to put sun cream in all in quite all the spots needed. In the morning, so a few little bit patches of burnt skin. But yeah, I think everyone, everyone who took part, enjoyed it. So I think it was a success for sure.
Yeah, or even if they didn't enjoy it, they uh, were glad they did it, which yeah. might not be quite the same. Yeah, it's good just experience it. If you don't try, then you won't know it's the same as anything. I mean, anything, there's so, so many people here that just have never done a ride like this before or would never even think of doing it, but they're doing it because it's here. Great success. Are you going to do it next year? Definitely, yeah. Back next year for more um, more stories like these. More stories next year. <laughs> cool. Thorns, stinging nettles, uh, bumpy tracks, sun, sunburn, iced coffees. That's it? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So my Sussex, Sussex Mystery Tour, too long, didn't listen, would be sun, sunburn, bramble in the face, petrol station, meltdown, ride on the road home. That's my That's Sussex Mystery Tour. That's a wrap.